And we are back. Welcome back to another episode of the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. And I am depressed because your Cincinnati Bengals are once again for the second consecutive season dropped to 0-2 as the Bengals lose in their home opener to the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday at Paycor Stadium, 27-24. The Bengals have now lost two straight AFC North games to begin the season. Man, last year they began the season 0-2, but this 0-2 in 2003 just feels different. This is your Instant Reaction Podcast. Like I said last week, I am not ducking anybody, but honestly, I really, really, really didn't want to do this Instant Reaction Podcast at all. It's deflating. It really is. And I thought the Bengals were going to win this game. I knew when you're playing against Baltimore, it's always going to be a physical, tough AFC North divisional rivalry type of game, but Baltimore clearly was the better team. Yeah, the Bengals score an offensive touchdown finally for the first time all season, but the Ravens offense, Lamar Jackson, and missing two offensive line starters and missing some defensive players that are starters, I mean, they did a good job. They played well, and the Bengals, the defense was solid in Cleveland, but the defense let them down in this game. The offense was obviously a little bit better today, but still, it wasn't wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And here we go again, 0-2, but this is kind of a concerning 0-2. I'm not hitting the panic button, but it's just the Bengals weren't good enough, and they haven't been good enough the first two games of this season. All right, so let's see if Zach Taylor's in the podium giving his post-game thoughts. He said... Nothing discouraging about how our team played. He said, well, the, some of the media people have said that he point out a few mistakes that made big difference and would love to get the win. But tough division, tough opponent. Come on now. <laughs> I get it. You're, you're trying to stay positive and find some positives in this game. And they were. There were some positives in this game, obviously. They didn't score three points. They scored 24 points. But there is... Definitely some discouraging things in this game you have to look at. I mean, the Bengals' pass rush did well in week one against Deshaun Watson, was non-existent in this game. A Bengals' pass rush, like I said, they were facing off against the Ravens' offensive line that was missing two starters in Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum. And the Ravens' O-line did one hell of a job against the Bengals' pass rush. And during the whole offseason... I've been saying that the Bengals need to get better at getting to the quarterback and maybe not having Joseph Osai. Maybe we need him back. And it's looking like Osai might be back for the Monday night game next Monday night against the Los Angeles Rams, but we'll see. But as I look at these stats, man, Baltimore, 415 total yards of offense. The Ravens had 70 total plays. The Bengals only have 57 rushing yards. Baltimore dominated 178 to only 66 for the Bengals on the ground. That one turnover by the Bengals, that one turnover was a red zone interception that Joe Burrow threw. That was 
Very costly. It was very costly because if he doesn't throw that and say if he threw a touchdown or the ball was incomplete, the Bengals would have got three points and this game would have been in overtime. It would have been 27-27, but that's not the case here. So let's go with the box score recap of this game. Ravens get the ball and they went down the Bengals' defense's throw. 13 plays, 75 yards. The opening drive for the Ravens' offense took 7 minutes and 48 seconds off the clock. And it ended on a Gus Edwards one-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0 Baltimore. Bengals' first offensive drive of the game, punted, 3-and-out. Ravens get the ball. Justin Tucker missed a 59-yard field goal. That was shocking. You're thinking, okay, the Bengals are probably going to take advantage of it. Nope. They went three and out again. And then the Ravens, they punted, and the Bengals' first touchdown of the season came on an 81-yard punt return from rookie Charlie Jerns, the Bengals' fourth-round pick out of Purdue. When he scored a touchdown, there was a flag, and I was thinking, when usually punt return touchdowns happen, and usually when a flag happens, I'm like, great, it's going to be a legal block in the back. Nope, there was no penalty. Touchdown stands, 7-7 game. Then the Ravens went 10 plays, 49 yards, took 3 minutes and 59 seconds off the clock. It ended in a Justin Tucker 44-yard field goal. And then the Bengals got a field goal back with an Evan McPherson field goal that went 27 yards. Bengals' offensive drive took 12 plays, 66 yards, took 6 minutes and 14 seconds off the clock. And then just before halftime, the Ravens' offense went 12 plays, 53 yards, took 3 minutes and 1 second off the clock, and it ended in a Justin Tucker 40-yard field goal as time expired in the first half. 13-10 Baltimore. And then to begin the third quarter, the Bengals get the ball. Eight plays, 58 yards, took four minutes and 21 seconds off the clock. On second and 18 from the Ravens 17, Joe Burrow, a pass that he was he was staring at T. Higgins the whole time. And then Stone from the Ravens intercepted at the Baltimore 2 and ran it back for 36 yards. Costly interception because, like I said, if the ball was, inter- if the ball was incomplete, Bengals would have settled for a short field goal. It would have been 13-13, and the whole game changes there. And it did, because after the Ravens' interception, they took advantage of it. Four plays, 62 yards, two minutes off the clock, and it ended a Lamar Jackson touchdown pass to Mark Andrews from three yards out, 20-10 Baltimore. And then the Bengals finally get an offensive touchdown for the first time all season. 13 plays, 75 yards, took 6 minutes and 5 seconds off the clock. It ended on a third and goal from the Baltimore 3 as Joe Burrow found T. Higgins for a touchdown. T. Higgins had a really good game after having no yards, no receptions in the opener in Cleveland. 2017 Baltimore. And then the killer right here, the Ravens, 12 plays, 75 yards, Five minutes and 56 seconds off the clock. And it ended in a Lamar Jackson, a beautiful pass to Nelson Aguilar, who usually drops passes. But in this case, Lamar threw a perfect dime pass to him in the right-hand corner of the end zone. Aguilar made a nice adjustment 
Touchdown Ravens, 17 yards out, 27-17. Then the Bengals went three and out. Then Baltimore went three and out. And then the Bengals, desperation mode. You're down 10 in the fourth quarter, 16 plays, 80 yards, four minutes and 12 seconds off the clock. And it ended in a Joe Burrow touchdown pass to T. Higgins on third and goal from the Baltimore four-yard line, 27-24. And then you needed the Bengals' defense to get a stop, and I wasn't confident at all because the Bengals' defense did not show me anything today that they were going to stop the Ravens' offense. Ravens ran down the clock, seven plays, 32 yards, ran the last three minutes in 28 seconds of the game. That's it. Ravens 27, Bengals 24. And the Bengals, like I said, 0-2 for the second straight season. Not ideal. Let's get more quotes from Zach Taylor. He said, let's see. He said that about Joe Burrow. He thought Burrow looked great. And he couldn't have come back and had the defense got a stop there at the end. And then he said, the beauty of this team is we know it's a 17-game season. Exactly where we were last year. And this team is only going to get better and better. When stumble early, you have to learn from it. Note that we will. Zach said, stay patient with us. I know that's hard to hear. It's September 17th. We'll be excited to have an as electric of a Monday night crowd as we ever had. Yes, it's the Ring of Honor game in that one, honoring Chad Johnson and Boomer Esiason as they're going to be inducted into the Bengals Ring of Honor. Congrats to those two. That game is going to be on, I believe it's the 25th, I believe. Let's check the calendar because I'm not really good at math. Yep, 25th, 25th, next Monday night at 8.15 on ESPN. After the game, when they were walking Bengals and Ravens to do the post-game, shake the hands and all that shit, I saw Joe Burrow limping, and he yelled out, well, he whispered, well, yeah, he yelled out. You You can see his face, and he mouthed the words, fuck, as he was limping. You can tell that his calf is still not 100%. He probably did something to it during the game. I believe in the CBS broadcast that Burrow, that touchdown pass to Higgins, the second one to bring Cincinnati within three points, I think he was trying to celebrate or maybe he did something when he was trying to jump or whatever. So that's not good. I hope he's going to be okay. I said last week that Burr is still not 100%. And then after seeing that, I'm like, great. Okay, so Burr is in the podium right now. He said, Burr on calf. This is what Zach Taylor said. Tweaked a little at the end. Said he was planning to go back out there. <clears throat> Burr obviously blamed himself for the red zone pick. He says he have to see that. Duh. I'm not trying to be hard on you, bro. I'm not. Pause. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember last year when the Bengals lost to the Cowboys in the second game of the season and they fell to 0-2. I really thought the world was over. <laughs> I really did. Because 
The Bengals start off that season losing in walkout fashion in game-winning field goals to the Steelers in overtime, and then to the Cowboys at the end of regulation. This feels different just because the Bengals haven't played good at all. They honestly look really... (sighs) I'm glad the offense was better in the second half of this game, but other than that... It's not good right now. It's not good enough. In the defense, maybe we're a little bit too high on them last week because it was raining. Obviously, offenses on both the Browns and Bengals weren't going to be dynamic, but the Bengals offense obviously did not show up. At least the Browns did something. But you would have thought that the defense would carry the first game momentum into this game against the Ravens, knowing that your team... Needs to get this W because you don't want them to fall to 0-2. And and then to play like that, holy hell. All right. So Burrow said he will have to see how his calf feels over the next couple of days. He said, in quote, give it a couple nights, a couple sleeps, go from there. It's unfortunate that he re-injured his right calf. Burrow also said, when your quarterback misses camp, it's tough to start fast. I agree. And also, not only did he miss camp, is that he's recovering from an injury. Last year was the appendectomy, and this time it's the right calf. I thought it was different because with the appendectomy, he had to get back into his body weight because he lost so much weight post-surgery. So he had to get his weight back up. So I knew that was going to take time. With the calf injury, I'm like, okay, you can rest for like, I don't know, six to eight weeks And then maybe you're going to start off a little bit rusty, but eventually you're going to be back to hopefully normal, maybe hopefully to 100%. That's not really the case with Joe Burrow right now. He's obviously still limping out there. Maybe it's a good thing that the Bengals don't play till Monday night. You get that extra day because you're not playing on Sunday. Give Burrow some rest. And just hopefully that damn calf of his can just continue to get better as the days goes on and as the season goes on as well. Burrow also said, you can't have a red zone turnover against that team. Obviously, that's on him. Yeah, 0-2 to begin the year. No brainer. I think the player of the game for the Bengals in this one is definitely going to be Charlie Jones. The rookie out of Purdue with the 81-yard punt return touchdown. And then shout-out to T. Higgins. After getting so much criticism for his terrible game in Cleveland last Sunday. Eight catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns, 11.1 yards per catch. Good for T. Jamar Chase, five catches, 31 yards. Tyler Boyd, six catches, 52 yards. Irv Smith, two catches, 10 yards. I thought when Joe Mixon got going, he was he was really good. 13 carries, 59 yards, 4.5 average per rush, and a long of 14 yards. Overall, Joe Burrow's final stats, he threw the ball 41 times, completed 27. He went over 100 yards passing, 222 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and a QB rating of 85.6. And Burrow was sacked one time in this game. 
On defensive side, Nick Scott, this man was getting hurt. He got hurt twice in this game. Second time was a concussion, so hopefully Nick Scott will be okay. Dax Hill had 11 total tackles to lead the defense. Logan Wilson with 10. Jermaine Pratt, Nick Scott each had nine. Overall, the Bengals' defense was not good. It was not good enough. Mm. Brad Robbins, I mean, he had 10 punts in his first game. And this one, three punts. So good for him. I'm glad that he wasn't out there that long because it was actually a nice stay in Cincinnati. Next game for the Bengals, the Los Angeles Rams. Monday night, the 25th at 8.15 p.m., the Rams won their opener in Seattle last week. And right now, as I record this podcast, they're getting ready to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Looks like Matthew Stafford is healthy. So this game against the Rams coming up is not going to be easy. You thought with the schedule coming out, you saw the Rams Monday night, you're thinking, oh, blowout win. Hell no. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans and... Joseph Osai did not play in this game today. Hopefully, they'll have Osai for the Rams game, and hopefully Evans will be back as well. Yeah, that's pretty much it on my end. Me and Tommy will be back on Tuesday night recapping this game fully. Give us our thoughts on another Bengals 0-2 start to start the season. I'm not panicking, but it's very concerning right now just because of the injury status of Joe Burr's calf. And then the offense is just not clicking, but they show some signs where, okay, they're they're almost there, but they're not really there yet. And then the defense took a major step back. Bengals Vince of Cornell, Lou Anarumo, genius as always in second half adjustments in this game. He pretty much got schooled by the Ravens' offensive coordinator and company. The Ravens did a great job in their game plan. And even without J.K. Dobbins, they ran the ball for over 150 yards. That's not good at all. Not at all. All right, guys. It's still who day forever. It's deflating, but hopefully the Bengals can really... Find some soul searching and dig deep. And you have to win on Monday night. You have to, or the season's in jeopardy if they don't beat the Rams on Monday night football. They don't do that. Yeah, we can start to hit the panic button. But one day at a time and one game at a time, as somebody very smart to me has told me. I don't know who that person is. All right, I am out. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, give it a rating, write a review. And yeah, that's it. And I will talk to you guys during the week. I'm out. Peace.